This is Mark Mullinax, and I welcome you back to Power for the Peaceful, a podcast and class on Taoism. Today, verse 34, the deep embrace of all surrounding grace. When you listen to the ground and you put your roots down, you can hear what she says if you're listening. When you listen to the ground and you put your roots down, you can hear what she says if you're listening. The sweet sound of the river as she moves over the stones. The same song that the blood in your body sings as it weaves around your bones. When you're listening, when you're listening, are you listening? As swimmers dare to lie face to the sky and water bears them, as hawks rest upon air and air sustains them, so would I learn to attain free fall and float into Creator's deep embrace, knowing no effort earns that all surrounding grace. The avowal, Denise Levertov. Greetings, everyone. So good to be back with you. If you heard my most recent episode, bonus episode five, you may remember that for the time being, this time being late 2023, I'll be able to supply only bi-weekly or even occasional episodes. Work and family are taking precedence right now. Today's reader is Joe Bennett, who describes himself this way. I serve as an ordained PCUSA Presbyterian minister. My work is as a hospice chaplain in Western North Carolina going on 18 years now. I live in Asheville with my wife, daughter, and two dogs. I think about you a lot. I hope this podcast helps to cultivate in you a different sort of leader in our societies. Leaders who are wise, intricately connected with the long-range vision of Tao and are patient to slow dance with Tao to bring about Tao consciousness and sanity to our lives. My Taoist prayer is that you can help your friends and colleagues to remember what we have as a species forgotten. Critical information our grandchildren and great-grandchildren will require. Tao promises no quick fixes. Tao is the long arc of justice. Tao is the wind smoothing down a granite rock face over millions of years. A life with Tao is always an emerging experience, not an emergency quick fix, in which we slowly, gradually, and inexorably reconnect and tirelessly rebuild those bridges to what has been forgotten and been disconnected. And I always urge hope. Whatever we have forgotten can be remembered. Our disconnected circuits can be reconnected. In other words, we can unlearn what societies teach and colonize us with. And relearn instead how Tao is already and originally connected to us. Within, without. Moment in and moment out. Tao is our path. Our path is Tao. While Tao is unspeakable and undefinable, one is never without Tao in the most ordinary, 
natural and mundane ways. Tao is the how of our bodies maturing from infancy. Tao is the way by which our bodies begin naturally to heal after a cut, break, or accident. Tao is the why of how all green things naturally grow wherever there is moisture, light, and soil. Tao is bacteria naturally starting and finishing its work to break things down, whether its work is upon food in our stomachs or among dead leaves or animals. Tao is the entire process of evolution. These processes of Tao are the universe's original directions, inscribed into our very being, our very planet, our entire universe. Tao is these processes. The same Tao is our memory, however faint and forgotten. Tao is what we align with for peace. Tao is the power for peace, no matter where it shows up or in what being. With Tao, there's peace. Without Tao, we're at the mercy of unexamined urges or forgotten impulses to think or do things not in our nature, which to me is the opposite of peace. Is any of this easy, my friends? Yes, if we are aware of and allow Tao to do its work. And that's what verse 34 is all about. It does get difficult, though, when we forget or when we discount cultures colonizing influences upon us to forget. Remembering Tao is difficult when we think the current status quo is the only reality available. And that only because the current status quo seems so normal, so normalized. Remembering Tao in today's clutter of culture can seem as hard as fighting any headwind. But like a sailor in good Taoist fashion, we can learn to tack, to take the natural way, or Tao, through, around, or below difficult situations. Like water, we can learn to go around obstacles, smoothing them like rough stone or jagged glass gets made smooth by the ocean's current frictions. Learning these practices is what this podcast class is all about. While Tao is easy to sink with, when we forget Tao, this sinking proves difficult. So this podcast is dedicated to remembering what we have forgotten. Tao seems hard to find in our cultural clutter and casual chit-chat. But rest easy, because even our ability to remember is a sign of Tao's persistent power. Tao has never left us. Even if we forget Tao, Tao does not stop being Tao. We can still heal, grow, evolve, and be, because Tao is our original instructions. We carry Tao in our very bodies, just like every other particle of the universe does. So with this previous few minutes as preamble, this week we sit at the feet of a wonderful verse 34, which reads like this in my translation. Verse 34 quietly flowing. Great Tao flows in every direction, brooding over and permeating the universe's every particle all of which depend on Tao. Without noising itself about or making a scene, Tao disappoints not even one particle. 
Not needing to be in charge and with no other desire, Tao devotedly nourishes the universe's every speck. Each one has its home in Tao, yet Tao does not boast ownership. Many may regard Tao as insignificant, but it is actually great because it never claims greatness for itself. Not ambitious for greatness is Tao's greatness and secret. When you're listening, when you're listening, are you listening? When you're listening, when you're listening, are you listening? Okay, what does it mean to be quietly flowing? It is that quiet process of Tao already in one's life. So much good happens all the time in our bodies and our environment. This goodness and health that meets us at every moment is Tao. For us to tamper, mess with, or interrupt any of Tao's goodness and spontaneous work that happens on its own schedule is to mess with ancient forces, natural forces, that have actually gotten us this far, and that naturally. Why would we want to meddle or fiddle with these ancient forces? Can we improve on them? asks verse 29. It's doubtful. Meddling only blocks Tao's flow. Control is another name for lose. Quietly flowing means that we are naturally allowing the piecework of Tao to emerge and work. Hormones flow, hearts beat, lungs empty and fill over and over, wounds heal, digestion happens, organic matter breaks down, and this is just a short list. All of this happens without our awareness, permission, or interruption. And this is Tao. It's our nature, our original nature, good to the core. This is some of what Tao does. It just serves and serves in deep background. When we allow Tao's original instructions to emerge spontaneously, our lives quietly flow. When Tao is allowed to be in our lives, it serves like a disguised servant in deep background without calling attention to itself. The question becomes, can we become aware of Tao's spontaneous a natural action so that we can become a disguised servant of Tao as well? Well, the answer lies in what we do with Tao. Because Tao enables hormones to flow, hearts to beat, lungs to fill, skin to heal, and digestion to happen without drawing attention, we can likewise become quiet servants ourselves to others in the body politic or in the body community. In deep background, without noising itself about, we can enable education, become wagers of peace, and relieve people and creation of those bad stories that are actually destructive to us all. Harmony and peace are our good work. Such work ain't heroic, of course, but when we remember Tao, we serve creation like water from below. Not one particle is disappointed. Not ambitious for greatness is Tao's greatness and secret. When you're listening, 
What does a normal life with Tao look like, feel like? It's nothing extraordinary, but it's a slow emerging of Tao awareness, of how Tao's natural structures and ordinary processes coordinate to unify the entire universe. When we realize our natural ordinariness, that is, a life without the ego dominating, that's when our greatness happens. True power, Tao power, is a servant's tool, as empty as a serving spoon. Emptied ourselves like a spoon, we may then lower or even dirty ourselves to empower others. And our lowering ourselves is not weakness, but the practice of true strength. So what's at stake, class? Forgetful of Tao, we Velcro ourselves to substitute ideas, needless things, empty concepts, false memories, conspiracies, and other false beliefs, all with which we have no business clinging. I call such things here the substitutes that our cultures use to replace forgotten Tao. When we cling to the unnatural, what results is a painful and unnatural condition, spiritual rope burn. Such unnatural pain, I believe, is a choice. And, and any listener to this pod can make their own list of how clinging to false ideas or things, especially a clinging to a false sense of self, is a recipe for destruction, mental storms, and ruin. This is unfamiliar territory for the human being. Are we aware how our cultures groom us to forget Tao? Instead, they coach us for heroic greatness, domination, ego-assisted conquest, and the aim to be number one. What is it about power or wealth that makes us behave like idiots to chase, acquire, and then attempt to cling on to them? By idiots, I mean we go against our best interests and our inherent Tao nature to acquire and hold on to things that can only slip through our hands. What if our hands are made for service and not for domination? We've all been or seen folks who, coming into a little bit of power or wealth, feel no choice but to exercise these alternative instructions for Tao's original blueprints. And they choose to do this not for others, but to multiply their own wealth and power for domination or private gain. They may think, like the culture trains them to think, that the only use for power or wealth is to dominate and then self-promote, which is, of course, the thinking of someone who has forgotten their original, natural identity as a being of Tao. When the Tao becomes small, it doesn't stop being great. When it becomes great, it doesn't stop being small. But all we see are its traces. In reality, it isn't small and it isn't great. It cannot be described. It can only be known. Wang Ping. The normal Tao life rests in the quiet assurance that we are already and sufficiently powerful and wealthy, though that power and wealth may not be calculated as a capitalist or power broker today would define them. The normal Tao life is lived with the awareness 
that when we remember that our life is rooted in something deep, everlasting, and eternal in nature, then we are most human. We are at our best when we operate in sync with our nature. There is this reservoir of peace and equanimity no matter what happens. Nothing to prove, nothing to gain, just that kind of peace that everyone has a taste of because it's this peace for which we are made. The peace that is already in our nature. The peace that is our nature. It's a peace that cannot be described. It can be only known by experience. How do we restart knowing and becoming more aware of our true nature and our original instructions? Listen to Irish mystic John O'Donohue. If you go out for several hours into a place that is wild, your mind begins to slow down, down, down. What is happening is that the clay of your body is retrieving its own sense of sisterhood with the great clay of the landscape. John O'Donohue, Walking in Wonder. So, return to your psychic center, that place where you don't fight your nature. You just remember it. Get back in touch with that. The clay of your body remembers its own sense of sisterhood with the clay of the landscape around you. Our nature is there. However conscious or unconscious we are of Tao in us, it's there like the water table beneath us. Slow down. Slow down, down, down. Instead of building up one sense of self, Build yourself down and start enabling others. Empower someone's education. Enable someone's health care. Create food security for others. Create a community of care where the first priority is not to make a buck to exploit people's needs, but to enable everyone's wellness. This is Dow's great and subtle work to help create a truly equitable and non-discriminatory environment is good Tao work. So is preventing war by quietly weaving habits of peace waging into society. Become again the kind of person that children trust. The list of Tao work, good Tao work, goes on and on. The limits of Tao working in the universe is unmeasured yet immeasurable. In summary, Tao's, and thus our, greatness lies in modesty, not making a scene. Tao has made the world appear, Tao keeps it going, and Tao keeps it from disappearing. Every creature exists, grows, and stays healthy because of Tao. Yet Tao is subtle, discreet, as if hiding. Tao is like a set of clothes that we put on and then forget the weight of these clothes. And yet these clothes continue to serve us well. So Tao still speaks to us. Tao ever solicits our awareness and attention in order to dismantle our forgetfulness. So let us remember who we are. Practice number one in Taoism is remembering who we are in our original peace. The Zhuangzi says, the mass of men regarding something as unnecessary, try to force it to conform to how they think things must be. And thus they always need many weapons. 
But thus to rely on weaponry and war is to destroy oneself. Our refusal to accept nature's order is an option, though always a bad call. We develop this big brain and, yeah, we feel the need to use it. In our so-called wisdom, we seek to replace Tao's nature and substitute with transient whims of culture. And when we do that, we are no better than drug addicts seeking yet another fix. If culture is where you get your news and instructions on how to live well, then in J.R.R. Tolkien's words, you'll never want for moonshine. When you're listening, when you're listening, are you listening? When you're listening, when you're listening, are you listening? Ecology holds that an environmental setting developed over millions of years must be considered to have some merit. Anything so complicated as a planet inhabited by over 1.5 million species of plants and animals, all of them living together in a more or less balanced equilibrium in which they continuously use and reuse the same molecules of air and soil, cannot be improved by aimless and uninformed tinkering. E.F. Schumacher, Small is Beautiful. When we fall under the spell of unmanaged cultural desires, we do unnatural things. We pillage our planet and all it contains, and it seems we cannot stop ourselves. We even think this planet is here to serve us rather than vice versa. As forgetful victims of our own unmanaged desires, we live out of sync with our operating instructions. So let me ask, what exactly does culture supply us with that Tao has not already endowed us with? Why do we feel that ego, power, and wealth as culture defines them are somehow improvements? What if we could take a Sabbath from all this need to improve? A Sabbath is a revolutionary pause of the madness. And in the pause, may we come back to our senses and remember who we are. Sabbath is another word for pause, for less, for slowing down, and for remembering. Sabbath is revolutionary because Sabbath pursues the necessary less rather than the complicating more. Here's the truth, first from me and then from Thich Nhat Hanh. We mistake the worlds we have made in our minds or with our hands for the real world. There's this delusional gulf between what our culture says needs our attention and what actually Tao is actually doing. So we need our Sabbath rest. Thich Nhat Hanh says the same thing. For things to reveal themselves, we need to be ready to abandon our views about them. To abandon our false ideas is to take a sabbatical. And I invite you this week as homework. What could use a sabbatical in your own life? Maybe something you do all the time, a habit blessed by your culture, something you do or think without thinking, but something that could use a rest or even arresting. I end this class with a blessing from Brother David Steindl Rost, a 97-year-old author, 
scholar, and Benedictine monk, who has beloved the world over for his enduring message about gratefulness as a true source of lasting happiness. He says, may you grow still enough to hear the small voices and noises earth makes in preparing for the long sleep of winter so that you yourself may grow calm and grounded deep within. May you grow still enough to hear the trickling of water seeping into the ground so that your soul may be softened and healed and guided in its flow. May you grow still enough to hear the splintering of starlight in the winter sky and the roar at earth's fiery core. And may you grow still enough to hear the stir of a single snowflake in the air so that your inner silence may turn into hushed expectation. And now to Joe Bennett's question. Mark, when I read this verse, my first thoughts uh, are the quote, it's amazing what you can accomplish if you do not care who gets the credit. I think that's a quote attributed to Harry Truman. The version of it I like is you can do a lot of good for the world if you don't care who gets the credit. In my mind, that's the Tao. It doesn't care who gets the credit and so accomplishes much. And then I'm deeply touched and moved to be reminded that there is something greater than ourselves undergirding and supporting every particle and speck in the entire universe. I find that thought very soothing and reassuring to know the Tao is always on duty, behind the scenes, working on our behalf. It engenders in me um, a trust in the basic goodness of the universe. And I find a deep and abiding peace in that, power for the peaceful. I also hear echoes of 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast. It is not proud, it does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Love never fails. This makes me want to be like Dow. I remember the saying uh, years ago about Michael Jordan. You want to be like Mike. I want to be like the Dow. Mm -hmm. And so my question to you is, how can we build an awareness of this ongoing subtle work of the Tao in every particle and speck of the universe in our lives? How can we attune to it, align, and cooperate with it? Oh, Joe, thank you so much for this great question. It's the very purpose of this podcast. Tao is very difficult to understand for most people, and yet it is so simple. It's beyond our words, of course, but it's so simple. As I've said in today's verse already, that every process in our bodies that has gotten us here, that has kept us healthy, I mean, last week I had COVID and now I don't, and I healed without taking any drugs. That's Tao for me. So it's not necessarily practicing Tao, but just to practice the awareness that Tao is already ongoing. Tao is already within us. 
is, is accomplishing so much without our even knowing it. And, and therefore, we can have this basic trust, but I think to become aware of this increases our trust even more when we sort of count, oh yeah, my daughter is growing up well, that's Dow. Oh, when I got this disease, I got cured, that's Dow. When I see this tree outside in the, and, and over the years it grows naturally up tall without any deformity, that's Dow. It's, it's, it's a slow, creative process that is like the original blueprints. And we're just following that naturally. But when we get off our natural beam, then we start to insert ego in its place. Or as I say in today's podcast, culture. We use the, 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 the values of culture to inform how we should act. But that's always a falsity, a, a place where it doesn't take us anywhere. I mean, it takes us in, you know, into, into bad places if we think about them. And we're not, there that, we're not that happy. So, so it's, it's not necessarily building up a practice except for the practice of just being aware, quietly aware, that Tao is already within us. And what's more, what's so beautiful, Joe, is that we get to do that with others. We get to be like the water that flows around quietly, not noising itself about, and just be, you know, a servant leader to people without them even knowing. One of my favorite images that I've used before is we, we place ourselves intentionally. This is Wu Wei. We place ourselves wisely and intentionally like a rock in a stream that will affect the flow yards or, or, or many yards or many meters or maybe even a mile downstream. And nobody knows it, but we are that rock that we have placed ourselves strategically in the way so that the water that then goes down a mile, a mile away is affected by what we've done. So I think that's Dow. What do you think? I, I like that. Uh, you refer to us as, as being like water yes. uh, and also being the rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last quote I had written down here was one of my favorites by Bruce Lee. Yeah. When he said, be water, my friend. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, so the image of water is throughout the Tao Te Ching. It's the softest of things, and yet it affects the hardest of things. Mm. Without, again, without noising itself about or, or flexing its super muscles or say, hey, look at me. It just does its job and then retires. That gives me great comfort and peace. Yeah. Deep peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, it's, and it's unlike so many of our spiritualities today that says you've got to do something, you've got to be something, you've got to, you know, achieve. Well, I hear that. And I've been affected by that po- both positively and negatively. But I think that if we just have this, I think it's verse 10, have this early retirement attitude. Just do what we need to do and then step back step away Uh, so and i think the best place for me to learn this is to be around little kids Mm. 
you are then caught up in their energy and, and you don't have to insert yourself there. You're just, you're just this quiet power there. And the kids will learn to start trusting you. So that I think is how trust grows without thinking about it. You just suddenly come to trust someone because of the experiences you've had. Now, I'm talking way too much. What do you think? Uh, that's really good. So many things uh, have flowed through my mind as you've been speaking. Uh, but I, I think we'll, we'll leave it at that. Okay. I, I like that very much. Thank you for that answer. All right. Joe, thank you so, so, so much for being here today. It's been an honor to, to meet you and to uh, work together on this. Likewise, Mark. It's quite a privilege and a joy. I appreciate it. This podcast is an original labor of love, designed, written, co-produced by many, whose central idea is that Tao Te Ching text and Taoist practices remain good news for today. Tao still speaks. Thank you, Joe Bennett, for improving this podcast with your voice. Thank you, Audrey Davis, for your art. Thank you, Molly Hartwell, for your thought-stopping singing voice. Fortress Press holds the copyright to any use of my Tao Te Ching translation. Thank you for listening. May your days begin in peace and become laboratories for separating the natural from the unnatural. Are you listening? Are you listening?